Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. Today I bring you some incredible news. I have been working on a secret project for the past three or four months now and I now can tell you that the brand new follow along workout channel is live and here. On this YouTube channel you're going to find workouts for fat loss, muscle building, improving your cardio health, flexibility, everything is going to be on there. You're going to find body weight workouts, dumbbell workouts, kettlebell and resistance bands workouts all that you can follow along with. And the best part is that it's completely free. They're also around 10 to 20 minutes long, meaning if you're short of time, you can quickly complete an effective workout or you can combine like two or three of them together and complete like a full 45 to 60 minute workout. New workouts will go live on the channel every Tuesday and Thursday and they're gonna be accompanied by an amazing backdrop, which I'm sure you're all gonna enjoy. So if you wanna find the channel, just search Elliot Hassoon into YouTube and you'll find it very easily. And please subscribe. It makes me very, very happy and it helps the channel grow. And feel free to tell your friends, your family, your pets, whoever you want to share this with and let's work out together. Hello team and welcome back to the Simply Fit Podcast. Today we have episode 311 for you and it is a Christmas special with our most frequent podcast guest and that is none other than Ed Pimley who's back for his third appearance today. Ed, how are you too? I am fantastic and I'm loving the fact that I'm coming back for Christmas podcast considering that my wife is Christmas crazy. Yeah, dude, like I couldn't think of anyone better to bring back on. I think we smashed it last year. So if you guys haven't listened to, I'm not sure what episode it is. I'll put it in the description below, but it's essentially going to have the same title, but it was last year's version of this. Have a listen to that after this one and you'll see, you'll have 20 tips to take away. But if you haven't listened to last year's podcast, so basically what me and Ed are going to do today is we're going to go through our top five Christmas tips on how you can navigate your health and fitness during this festive season. So you can not only enjoy your time, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of the results within your health and fitness as well. So Ed, what are your and Sam's plans for Christmas this year? So far, we're spending it in Vancouver. Last year, we got our first white Christmas of my entire life. So hopefully we get another one there this year, which was pretty unreal. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty quiet just spending time with the family now that we've got our, geez, how old is he? 16 weeks. So our newborn son with our two-year-old, it's going to be pretty crazy to be able to go and enjoy like Christmas outings all over the city there for the first time. Yeah, it must be super excited to have two kids at home for this Christmas. I was saying that the kids bring the joy to Christmas a lot. Of course, they bring a lot of craziness, but it must be super nice to have two young ones in the household waking up on Christmas morning. I can't wait. Like uh, literally, they've, having kids has made Christmas like fun again, like pretending that Santa's there and all those sorts of things. It's like come back around and it's actually pretty unreal to see their excitement on Christmas morning. So like, I I can't, I'd, I'd rather buy them presents and get stuff for myself. Yeah, I bet, dude. I've got a different Christmas coming up this year. I'm spending it in Mexico. Oh, is this the first one in Mexico? Yes, yeah, my first ever one in Mexico. So we're heading back to Mexico as of next Monday, actually. So it'll be a little before this podcast is released. But yeah, planning to spend the Christmas season there. I'm looking forward to seeing what Christmas looks like in a different culture with my girlfriend's family. So it's a very exciting time. I've been very 
used to what we do here in the UK. I absolutely love Christmas in the UK, but I'm super looking forward to what it's going to be like with her family and within Mexican culture as well. So it's an exciting one for me this year too. That's awesome. Are you guys down there for the new year as well, like New Year's Eve? Yeah, we're going to be down there for three months. So we haven't finalized our New Year's plans yet. We're definitely going to be spending time with her family. But yeah, we're Mm -hmm. kicking off our year in Mexico City. So it's very exciting stuff. That's amazing. You'll have to ask her if they have any New Year's traditions. We've got a client from Colombia. And they've got like some real big New Year's traditions where it's like you've got to run around your block with a suitcase if you want to travel a lot during that the coming year. And there's all these other little like, I'm, I'm guessing they're traditions as opposed to superstitions about New Year's Eve to be, make sure you have like a year full of wealth or a year full of love. Like there's certain, like you've got to wear like yellow underwear if you want finances or red underwear if you want love. It's like real weird. Hey, dude, I've not heard any of others. Do you have to wear like yeah. rainbow pants if you want a little bit of everything? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think there's some. I The one I really remember is running around the block with a suitcase if you want to travel because I was like, what? It's like, yeah, that's if you if you want to have a lucky year with travel. That's super interesting. I need to ask the next Colombian person I come across about these traditions. I'm very in- intrigued. I'm also intrigued to see, yeah, maybe I've signed myself up for running around the block with a suitcase and I didn't realize it. We'll soon find out anyway. Yeah. I really hope you have to. <laughs> so what do you do if you don't want to travel so much? Do you just like put your suitcase somewhere and just, I don't know, stay at home maybe? Yeah, you just pack it away and stay indoors. And that's the plan. But it's like, I, I remember because I was like, am I being fooled? Like, are you making this up as a joke to try and catch me out? And they're like, oh no, this is all actual real stuff. This is what we do on New Year's Eve. I was like, cool, 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 cool. You guys do you. <laughs> and that's the beauty of stepping outside of what, Christmas is traditionally to you to see what other ways of doing it is like. So with that being said, let's get into some Christmas tips. So I want you to hit me with number one, Ed. Go for it. Number one for me is gamify your training. So make sure you're setting yourself like achievable mini targets with that to make your training A, enjoyable, but B, it'll become more of a priority because you want to hit these sort of targets. You can have a little bit more fun with it. And whether that's like, I'm going to aim to run 5K over the month, or I'm going to aim to run 20K over the month, you can start to chip away at these little goals to make it just that bit more fun over a month where like social settings come in. It's obviously colder in a lot of places or hotter in a lot of places. So just getting things done becomes a little bit more of a challenge. So just gamify it and make it a bit more fun for yourself. Have you got any ways in which you're doing that for your own training this month? I am. I'm trying my best, my very, very best. And it's a big struggle for me to get into running. Because it's so easy and accessible to do, especially with two kids. So I am setting myself actual a 20K month where I'm running 20Ks over the month. So just slowly chipping away at that for December, which I'm a bit scared about because running has always been a giant crutch for me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really heard you speak about running or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. That's strong. So it's, it's it's an embarrassing site. It's definitely not. I, I'm not a pretty runner. Let's just say that. So if anyone wants to join Ed on his 20k challenge this month, yeah, you know what to do. Yeah, just hit me up, and then we can both look terrible running around the place if you want. I sweat way too much. It's just like a disaster, dude. At least you're getting your activity in, and like I said, running super successful. That's what I love about it as well. Right, I'm gonna hit you with number two. So number two is to plan a maintenance month or two weeks. So something I'm speaking with a lot about my clients at the moment is that 
if they've got these big long-term goals, at some point there are certain stages within your goal where you do take it a little bit easier. And if you're coming around to the month of Christmas, you know you've got a lot going on and you could make progress. You could still chip away at your targets. But what you do instead is decide that, well, actually... I'm going to give myself a little bit more freedom. It doesn't mean I'm going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum and go crazy. And I'm going to be completely happy with just holding things where they are, maybe even gaining, you know, like 0.5 of a kilo, maybe not training as much as I typically would with the other months of the year with the knowledge that I'm giving myself this permission to do so. And then I'm going to get back to things 110% as soon as I kind of mark that date on the calendar, because I know my motivation is going to be high in January. I know I'm going to be itching and raring to go post Christmas. That's what we're looking to do. We're actually planning in these maintenance periods. And what I think is beautiful about this is the fact that most of us kind of go half in, half out. And I always say when it comes to Christmas, it doesn't matter which you choose, just do it 110%. So if you know that you're going to encounter a lot of challenging social periods, if you know that you want to indulge a little bit more around this time of year, and you're perfectly aware that you can get back on it in January, I see nothing wrong with doing that. And I almost think that giving that permission to actually do that is far better than saying you'll do something, feeling guilty when you don't, or the other way around, feeling like you've missed out. So that's my first piece of advice today is that if you have got a goal in which you don't mind just placing on pause for two weeks to four weeks, just during those key moments of the Christmas period, and you're happy to get back on a new year, absolutely try it. What are your thoughts, Ed? I actually love that because one of the experiences that we've had with clients and dieting is they get stuck in that cycle of like never being able to eat more food or never being able to enjoy anything ever again. They've just got to eat this this is there forever. So having like a maintenance phase, especially during something like December where there's so many social settings, not only gives them the time to enjoy themselves and have a little bit more of a relaxed month, but it also will educate them that like you can bring calories up, you can have more social times, you can do all these little things and come out at the same weight. So you know that the next 12 months that they're going to be training or dieting or whatever it might be, they can have that time of like, I need to take a month off or I need to travel or I need to do this where things come up and they can just relax and enjoy it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think it shows a lot of maturity in your health and fitness journey to be like, I can place a pause on this for the time being and pick it back up. I think that if you're super worried that if you stop, it's going to go away, that's when your health and fitness is in a bit of a precarious position anyway. So that should be alarm bells ringing. And I think that this could be the perfect opportunity to do this. Like realistically, let's say you go on another holiday in a year, you have a birthday, like no more than maybe Christmas and those other two periods that I mentioned are going to be off track. And that's maybe what, six weeks out of a 52 week year. And let's say even you have a another one or two weeks where you're unwell or you have circumstances going on there's still a large large portion of the year where you're going to be absolutely fine so i think it's a perfect opportunity to do so if it's something that you think why not yeah and it's definitely like i think it's challenges that people need to face to get over the fact of like your life isn't about dieting all the time it's actually like about getting your diet done and then enjoying your life. Yeah, I could not agree more. And it's a nice insight into that as well, right? It's that when we diet for a long time, for example, we don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And this allows you to have a taste of what is on the other side. And it can actually be even more motivating. Not to say that, oh, I really want to be here, but more the sense of like, ah, you know, I can look better, I can feel better, and I can still enjoy Christmas. And this is the beauty of it as well. If you've always had super, super indulgent Christmases, and now you're trying, you know, this one, 
where you're giving yourself that freedom, but you're giving, you're also going for a slightly healthier approach because you are still presently in a phase where you're working towards a certain goal. You get this opportunity to see what Christmas is like with this new version of you. And it's, yeah, I think it's a beautiful insight that you don't have to wait until your goals are done and dusted to have. Yeah. And that's, that's so big is to be able to get over that like headspace. And like, that's really the challenge you're facing is like, how do you, how you transform your life? How do you want your life to be? And that's like, December could be the greatest month of your life to actually manage that and maintain it and see what comes out of the other end before you start really pushing numbers. Absolutely. Ed, hit me with number three. Number three is, it's we're going to roll on a similar sort of tactic with what you just said, but set yourself realistic targets and realistic results. So look over your entire month and be like, all right, I've got those social settings like you just said. These are the important ones. These are the not so important ones. These are going to be my maintenance phases, so on and so on. But also be like, with my steps, this is what I'm going to be able to do. We know in Vancouver, it rains a lot more. So it might be a little bit more challenging in the colder sort of places to get your 10K steps in. So maybe you need to look at doing a little bit more cardio or something like that to kind of manage that activity. Can you get to the gym three times a week? Do you have more time to maybe push your activity a touch more? Like, what have you got there? So set yourself up with those targets and then be consistent and actually maintain those targets long-term. Yeah, I love that, dude. I don't think there's any value in being like super overly ambitious and kind of being so committed to one way of doing things that you lose sight of what could actually be way more practical and achievable as well. Like I would rather go into these seasonal months thinking, okay, these are the goals I'm gonna achieve. Okay, they're not necessarily groundbreaking, but I'm going to be happy when I get to January having hit them versus going for these super ambitious things. And like I kind of mentioned in my point, either missing out on those because I wasn't actually able to commit them, they weren't realistic, or feeling like I missed out entirely on the Christmas period because I was a little bit too ambitious when realistically there was nothing, there's no reason why I didn't, I needed to achieve this one month earlier then I achieved it, right? I think sometimes we're in such a rush to get to the goals. We're like, well, why does it have to be achieved in February next year versus March? Like, what's the difference here, if you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's been a big conversation we've had with a lot of clients in the last little bit. Like, what's the difference of it taking six months compared to six weeks? Like, six weeks, all you're losing is your life. Six months, you're gaining, like, a lifestyle. You're learning about yourself. You're finding things that you love and enjoy that are going to last far outweigh the dieting phase and you probably won't even realize that you're dieting half the time. That's it. And I'm found as well, those who come in with a mindset that the time frame is obviously important to a degree, because of course we want to have something feasible to work towards, but aren't obsessed or really tied to this idea of I need to be in X place by X time, especially when it's like sub six months. Those people who are open for it to be six months or longer are having some unbelievable results because you can afford to have a bad week. You can afford to like not make the most progress, but still like in a certain week, but then still like when you look at the grand scheme of things across six, 12, 18 weeks, like you can see the grand portion of what they've been able to achieve within that time. So I love that. I really do yeah and also i think it's what it, it throws them off track way less when they're looking at it like that so they don't get to the point of like oh one month i didn't achieve this it's like that's that's okay like let's look at why you didn't achieve these numbers and then implement that into this next month so it doesn't happen again yeah think about it this way right even just a six month versus a three month comparison of the journey if you like mess up throughout the period of one month as a third of your journey if you're just doing it for three months which is a huge portion of course if you don't do well for 33 percent, you only have a chance of getting 66 percent 
done well. Whereas if it's the opposite of that and yeah. you're doing six months, then that's not such a big period of that time. It's only one sick versus the 33% we had before. So yeah, I think it's not to say that you have more permission to make mistakes, but it just means they're far less detrimental, especially if you don't really have any reason to do it in three months versus six. So I like that a lot. Right, let's go for it. Yeah. Number four from me is to do exercise that's enjoyable and convenient. I think it's important during this time of the year to really just go for A, what you want to do, right? If this is a more relaxed time of year for you, there's no point dragging yourself to do something that you don't want to do. Also, if there's a lot more things that appeal to you, way more than your exercise routine at this moment, like during your day-to-day, -day, it might be easy to get there. But when there are far more enjoyable things to do, it's going to be a lot harder. So first, pick the things you enjoy. It doesn't matter if you have to do three lots of weight training per week and all of a sudden all you want to do is go swim. Like go swim, go in your indoor pool and go swim. Like that's perfectly okay for me. Second is convenience as well. And I think it's about just reducing that barrier to getting to go somewhere. I'm in the UK right now. It's gray. It's rainy. It's cold. A lot of people, I mean, it's, it's like this for the majority of the year, don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit more like that in the winter. <laughs> and most of us, like, you know, on some days, we just don't want to leave our house on a Sunday. So there's nothing wrong with putting on a YouTube video and doing a super, super convenient workout and at least saying you did something, right? Like that could be the difference between you doing mm -hmm. something across this Christmas period or you doing nothing at all. So I think it's really, really crucial that we don't stay too tied and religious to our training sessions during this period of year. Yes, if we want specific results, we need to do specific things. But at the same time, if you have the ability to take the pressure off yourself a little bit and just go for what you enjoy, I think you'll favor far more. Oh yeah. And this could also be a time that you actually trial something new. Like you might give, like, why not go and do a boxing class or something that you've never tried before just because, because it's like, you might love it. And that could be a new form of activity that you want to add into your day, which is just going to become way more enjoyable for you long-term too. So it's like, yeah, like find the things that you love and just kind of like use them. This is what, that's what this month's about. It's about enjoyment and about having fun, right? Yeah, maybe a family member is into, I know, yoga or MMA and you start to go to a class with them or something like that. Like a big thing when I come home for Christmas is me and my sister, we train together quite a lot and I don't stay tied to my training program. We just go to the gym and pick whatever appeals to us and kind of have a fun session. And I wouldn't want to eliminate the beauty of that because I had to stay tied to a program. So I think that, like I said, open yourself up for more and giving yourself that ability to have that freedom is like you said it gives you the opportunity to try something new it gives you the opportunity to continue training even when the season might not lend to it and i think you're gonna be in a far better position come january yeah and like you just said you do it with your sister so it's a way to get active with family and actually spend some more time with people that you might not see like i've i live in a whole other country so when i go home if i can see my family while getting some activity in that's a win for me because it's takes me away from being stuck at a pub or at a meal out with them because that's the only way we can catch up, right? Exactly. It's win-win, dude. Right, hit me with number five. All right, let's keep on that line. So even along the line of activity, use festive outings for your social occasions. So like literally try and go and do Christmas lights somewhere, walk around, look at like local Christmas lights, do sort of things that are active rather than constantly being like, oh, let's go out to dinner. Let's have drinks tonight. Like there's a plethora of like, Christmas things to go and do, Christmas markets, lights. In Vancouver, we've got the top of Grouse Mountain, which is where you hike around and they've got like a Santa's village and all these other little things that you can go and do that will A, keep you active, but also allow you to be social with friends. Grab yourself a hot cider or a hot 
uh, hot chocolate or something and go and enjoy the time rather than being stuck inside a pub eating a heavy dense meal or anything like that yeah i love that and i think that even just being in the spirit and not even needing like you don't feel like you need to engage in the food so much i feel like if you go to a pub like your only options are eat or drink right like you're not really going to do much else but if you've got an opportunity to like do an activity to do something with the kids if you've got them with you if you've got kids and just engage in so yeah engage socially like even if you do like said have a hot chocolate or a hot cider or a hot mulled wine or something like that your ability to control the amount you have is way easier because you're kind of more in the situation versus more in the food and drink. Whereas I feel like Mm -hmm. environments like pubs, for example, are just going to lend to the most exciting thing being mainly just the food and the drink, to be completely honest. But if you've got all these Christmas lights, you've got all these things around you, like you're making some beautiful memories and that is going to take you away from obsessing over the food. And I really don't think you're going to consume that much compared to a situation where the environment's a little flatter. Yeah. And you're also looking at like the amount of calories a mull wide is going to set you back like 130 to maybe 200 and something dependent a meal out you're looking at 1200 without any without a blink of the eye so it's like you're going to manage calories better you're going to be active you're actually in the spirit like you were saying of what the season's about being around friends family doing outings that are about that bringing people together not so much sitting inside of a dreary pub kind of like talking about how sad life (laughs) so true as well and you might be able to even expand the amount of calories that you have in that mulled wine by just the activity you do whilst you're walking around and enjoying yourself whereas if you're confined to the seats of the pub etc then it's unlikely you're gonna get much activity done like those type of outdoor things especially around christmas they lend to being on your feet they lend to moving around and even if you are in a cold country as well you want to move around to keep the heat going as well so yeah i love that idea from a very very whole standpoint yeah absolutely on to number six which is host christmas that's a big one or host the christmas parties and if you can't Mm -hmm. do either of those things try to make some small changes to the traditions that already exist So I think that hosting is obviously going to be very dependent on, you know, the type of family that you are in, who's used to hosting, et cetera. But if you have the opportunity to do so, like, why not take that opportunity? You have far more control over the variables. Yes, it's a lot to take on, but at the same time, use it as an experience, you know, take it on with the family and have that opportunity together. And you can start to think about how you genuinely want to have Christmas versus the way it's just traditionally done. And if it's not a Christmas, you know, like a full Christmas dinner on the 24th or 25th, whenever you celebrate it, it can be hosting a Christmas party or a Christmas dinner party. And once again, you have that control over the menu, you know, what's going into the food, you know, what drinks you're going to be up against. And I think it's just so much easier to kind of keep those things in line when it is you who's going to be the host and not only that you stay quite busy you stay busy with preparing the food making sure that everyone's attended to as well so i think it takes far less of the emphasis when you go to someone's christmas dinner you are there to enjoy and indulge and all these things but when you're the host you've got the responsibility to entertain and everything along those lines and i don't know about you but i quite like hosting dinners and stuff like that from time to time not, you not and Samantha. Much. Oh, you and Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, just a complete point out of nowhere. But before I met Samantha, I put effort into making my one bedroom apartment easily the least welcoming place in the world. Like I had one plate. I had one bowl. Like I was the epitome of like a single male 
in this world of like, I have just enough. I would be there. I would leave to go to work at six in the morning. I would be home by eight or nine at night working on the gym floor. Like, you know what it was like, like it was there to sleep, but it, you would walk into this place and be like, okay, maybe we should go somewhere else. And that was like, if someone did that, that was like my warmth. Now with Samantha, it's like this, like she told me yesterday, we're like what, five weeks until the new year. She's like, oh, just so you know, we have like a different dinner party every weekend coming up, like people coming over. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I still feel like Sam's my long lost sister. I don't know if I could get down for one every single weekend, so. but I, I, I enjoy the hosting side of things. And like I said, it just puts the ball back in your court. And if you don't have the opportunity to do so, yeah. the last kind of point on that was also to make those small changes, right? I feel like sometimes we're really set in the traditions that our family have, which is amazing. And some of those traditions are amazing and they're beautiful, but some of them you've got to look at, like, why do we even do this? And what value and purpose does it bring yeah. to this holiday? And if you can start to implement something that you might like to, then I think that that's, that's what traditions are made out of right so it might not be that you are bringing different food but you are creating the tradition of the afternoon walk after you have christmas dinner or it's something along the lines of starting the day in an active way or a place of gratitude or a place of presence right even if you just get your mind in the right place before you mm -hmm. go into the seasonal day then you've got a better chance of making better choices i feel and you're probably going to come from a place of yeah. gratitude which is probably going to lead to less overindulgence etc etc so i think that there's plenty of things you can do if you take the power back into your hands and don't think that christmas is just a set amount of traditions that are unchangeable yeah and you've also got the ability to try and create and new new traditions like this could be something that you guys trial this year that works really really well and it like flows for the rest of your life and this is your new tradition and it's something that both sam and i've actually been talking about now that we have kids like the traditions that we use with our parents like are great but we want to create our own of like a christmas morning the way that we want to do it the way that we want to build something out with our family so it becomes a family tradition there as well and like for luckily for me, Sam's very health conscious. She's thinking about how to create lower calorie options of meals and stuff. So there's nothing to say that you can't go out there and try and create whatever you are on a lower calorie sort of amount using different oils, different butters, different things like that to try and come up with something new and something tasty, right? So it's like, it is also a time to experience and try new things. Yeah, I love that. I could not agree more. Right, hit me with number seven. Number seven on my end is pick your priorities. So actually look at it and be like, what is important to me this month? What do I want to achieve? And that's where you're like, you just said, you want to take the power back for yourself. Like how much stuff do you do over the month of December is for somebody else, right? Like, oh, it's just, it's easier for them for us to go to a pub rather than go to the Christmas market together. It's easier for them if we just have dinner at their house rather than come here. Like find that what's, what's your priority over this month? Is it going to be the maintenance month? Do you want to be like, yes, I want to drop a couple pounds over this month. How do you want to run it? What's your priority? What's your priority with your training? What's your priority here? Like taking that up, understanding that is going to be huge for you over that month of actually controlling it coming out the other end feeling successful. Yeah, I love that. And I think a key step in that is also like doing it as early as you can. My girlfriend and I, we've just had six weeks in Croatia where we were super work focused and we were also being health and fitness co conscious as well because we knew that when we were heading to Mexico, we didn't want to be as conscious with our food. We wanted to enjoy the food that she's been missing for a while that I've not experienced before. We wanted to have more time to just experience this seasonal month. So we spent like the past six weeks being 
being heavily invested in our work, heavily invested in our health and fitness, so that we're going to give ourselves the freedom to do that as well. And we recognize that our priorities from the very beginning were just to enjoy ourselves and to be super free from nutritional constraints and time constraints. So by doing all the work in advance and giving ourselves the freedom to do so, we've now got that free run going into Christmas. So I love that. It's like, yeah, right now the priority has been work, it's been health and fitness. And it's not that the, like the opposite of that is going to take place. It's just like, okay, we're going to ease off the gas on that a little bit. And we're going to press the gas on a little bit more relaxation, a little bit more enjoying ourselves without the traditional constraints that we go, well, not even the constraints, but the traditional boundaries we put in place for the rest of the year. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit more rigid leading up to this sort of month. And then a little bit more rigid afterwards, if you want to be. And it's like, your you control your journey where like if you have a coach your coach is there they're your teammate they're there to support you not to force you to do it a certain way they're there to be like right we're on this run together how are we going to get there and what's going to be most successful for you so it's like you need to understand that your priorities and far outweigh everything else absolutely and i like the example that you mentioned like oh it's much more convenient for them to meet at this place but Actually, most people don't mind if you say, well, could we go here instead? Or just having a suggestion. Some people would just uh, make a decision because it's easy. And when you make the decision, you're like, actually, no, I really want to go there. It sounds exciting. And you sell it to them in a good way. Most people are super game to go get on board with something that you suggest, as long as you suggest it passionately enough. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you're also, you're there for that. Like, you're there to be together. You're not there Bridge. to, like, be at this certain location, right? Like, so, like, you could do the exact same thing walking along the, the footpath, catching up, talking about stuff as you could sitting in a pub, eating a meal, and then being, like, feeling guilty afterwards and wishing you didn't go. Like, you could, it's, it's a give and take. And people, you need to understand that your what you what's important to you needs to be important to them, too, after a while. Absolutely. Right. On to number eight, which is to be smart about your Christmas parties and manage them accordingly. I personally don't have 10 invites to Christmas parties. Do you have 10 invites to Christmas parties, Ed? According to Sam, we do, but I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) Yeah, so anytime I speak to the clients I'm working with, they're like, I've got this work social and I've got this social and this social. I'm like, guys, like, how do you fit all these in your calendar? But anyway, I'm aware that a lot of people have between maybe even six to 10 social engagements or more across the month of December, which is completely understandable, especially if you are in a heavy social circle, you have an office party and all these type of things. So my advice to you is just to be strategic about looking ahead at which ones you genuinely want to indulge in and just kind of let loose a little bit. Like not every single one, you will probably want to do that. There'll be the one where you're invited to your sister's cousin's brother's son's uh, Christmas party, right? And like, you don't really care to indulge in that so much. You just kind of tick in the box because of just like Ed has, it's like Sam told you it's in the diary and now you've got to go, right? So you're going because you have to. So (laughs) maybe that's the one where you just try to keep things under control. You don't kind of quote unquote waste calories or like make any interruptions to your progress but then there's this event that you've been waiting for it's the christmas party that you and your friends do every single year and that's the one you're pumped and excited for that one be free enjoy yourself but when you've got 10 of those it is going to be impossible to have some course of like progress across the course of the month but if you just have two or three and those are the ones you genuinely want to enjoy 
then you'll be able to enjoy those freely and you'll probably still be able to make progress because you're going to manage the other ones. And when you do look at it and you're rational about it, the others don't matter too much. And as long as you just put a healthy understanding of like, I'm not, I'm still going to engage. I'm still going to enjoy myself, but these aren't the ones I really want to utilize the majority of my calories or my alcohol allowance in. I think that you can get on super, super well, even with a super packed social calendar this December. Yeah. And that's like where the idea of like control comes into it for us as well. Like you control your outcomes of everything. So it's like, if you don't want to go ham at one thing, don't do it. Like it's not your, what you want to do doesn't affect anybody else's event. Like they're not, if someone's forcing you to drink, like you don't have to do it. It's like, I know I've got, this next party is way more important to me and it's going to be more enjoyable. It's more free flowing. Like one of our clients has a work party and it's free alcohol. Like it's an open bar and they're like, oh yes, I'm going to let it loose. And it's like, all right, make that the most important one of the year. And then Christmas day, the rest of the time, just manage it. We'll put some strategies in place to make sure that like you can enjoy yourself, but you're also not that person that's like water and salad or like maybe you need to be that person. Like what do you need and how are you going to run that? Like, like most of the Christmas parties or Christmas events we have, I'm not going to be drinking out or doing anything like that anyway. So it's like, we're not going to lose out. It's more, it's going to be more enjoyable for me to actually do it that way. Exactly that. And it reminds me of the tip I had last year when it came to the actual foods that come around Christmas. It's like, I said, just enjoy the foods that you genuinely want to have. Like, don't indulge in everything because it's there. Like, I don't care for Christmas pudding. I don't actually care for mince pies. I know a lot of people don't like me for that. Yeah, you don't like me. Let's see, I don't care. So if someone offers me one, I'm not just going to say yes because it's passed over to me. Like, I'm waiting for the Yule log to come around. I'm waiting for the like the actual main Christmas dinner. And that's where I'm going to enjoy myself. But outside of yep. that, it's like... I don't see the point. So don't eat for the sake of eating. Don't engage in those socials in a crazy way for the sake of doing it. Do it in the ones that matter. And I feel that you'll have a much more fulfilling and rewarding festive season. Oh, for sure. And that like, that is just the biggest piece, right? Absolutely. Right. Hit us with number nine. This is the last one. Let's make last it good. Last one for me is like, in all honesty, just enjoy the season for what it is. It's about being around friends, family, loved ones, like enjoy it for that fact. It's not about being around plethoras of food, tons of alcohol and all that sort of stuff. It's about the people and the time. So it's like, enjoy the season for that. Do things for that. Don't feel like you need to be this person that's like, oh, I've got to do all of these social things. It's like, no, maybe you just want to spend the morning with your family and wake up, have a cup of coffee and sit on the couch and watch a terrible Hallmark Christmas movie enjoy the season for what you want it to be. And that's such a big thing. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to just living the way that we're used to living, right? It's like a lot of people don't think, well, actually, how would I like to enjoy my Christmas? Like what are the things that actually bring me fulfillment and joy versus the way that I've been doing things before? Because I don't disagree with people when they say that there's food is certainly part of the enjoyment. Like I don't disagree with that whatsoever, but I think as I've mentioned many times before, if it's the main source of your enjoyment, that's where I think it gets into a bit of trouble territory. It's just like, oh, yeah. that, I don't think that should be the big, big part. Like there should be more to that. And if there isn't, then start to think about what would make that more. And it might not look like a conventional Christmas. Like maybe you want to go on, on a hike on Christmas day. And that might be an unusual thing for most people, but if, if that's satisfying to you, go do it. And I feel like if we lean on the food as the only thing or the most important thing is probably either we're not allowing ourselves to do the things we truly want to do or we're just 
kind of reliving past situations where we haven't really thought about, okay, what do I want to do on this day? What is rewarding to me? And I feel that you can have a much, much more enjoyable Christmas if you know what that is. Yeah. And that's like, I feel like we don't know what's enjoyable to us anymore. Like growing up as a kid, 6am I would be up, I'd go for a surf and come back by 10 and then we'd open presents and be a family. Like that was the way it was and that's how it fell. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it's exactly the same. If you want to go for a hike, you want to go for a run. Maybe you want to do a quick workout downstairs in your basement because the gyms aren't open or something like that. Like enjoy that part of it. And the rest of your day is going to be just so much better. Exactly. I, I really do think that that's the case. And don't feel selfish. And if even if you do feel selfish, maybe it's a time to be a little bit selfish. Maybe you've been very selfless for the rest of the year. So give yourself permission to go do the things that you enjoy. And then you might not be finding that you're leaning into the food so much. Don't watch that film. If you don't want to watch that film, maybe, yeah. you know, have a conversation about, yeah, I don't mind watching The Grinch with you, but I'm not going to watch I don't know, the Muppets Christmas Carol again for the 8,000th time, right? <laughs> Just like make that call. And so I think that that's probably why most people are eating, right? They're like, like a bored with what they're doing and just step into the things that you truly enjoy or go and make yourself busy in another way. And that might give you a little bit of a hint to my next clue. Yeah. You, and you never know what you're going to enjoy until you give it a shot. Like you might love being this Christmas guy that's dressed as Santa Claus walking around Christmas lights all the time. Like give it a whack, see what it's like. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Are you revealing your secrets? Yep. True story. I am Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard you say pretending to be Santa at the very beginning. I was like, I hope we don't have super young listeners of the Simply Fit podcast. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Maybe I'm just trying to throw them off the scent and save parents some money or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> but that, like, when when am I supposed to tell or when do you when did you find out that sort of stuff? Do you remember? Yeah, because I had older siblings, it was kind of something that it wasn't that they ran in and told me, it was kind of just this natural evolution of like, we just know now. It yeah. wasn't like no one told me. And like, it wasn't revealed or it wasn't like, in a like a traumatizing way for a child. It was just like a understanding that it wasn't Santa, but it was my mum kind of creeping into my room and dropping the stocking at the bottom of my bed. Yep. So I think it was just a natural evolution. What about you? I caught my dad at the age of seven. Oof. Didn't matter. He Go into that story more. Light. He's like, I just got to help Santa. And he needs my help because he's so busy that he just drops the presents Ooh. and then we shuffle them and put them on your bed. Like, you can't expect the man to do everything. And I was like, well played, Dad. I'm going back to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> That's not bad. I did hear on a podcast once, um, there was a woman, she was talking about the relationship she has with her child. And they were saying, like, they value honesty and the truth so much in their house. So they try Ooh, and live yeah. as close to that value as possible. Yeah. So her child was only like four or five years old. And she was like, is Santa real? Because of some of the kids at the playground were saying something about how he wasn't. And then she was like, our value in this household is trust and honesty. And I told her the truth. And I said, you know, you've got siblings. So respect that their belief is still there. But we can't lie to you because of we value honesty in this household. And we want to yeah. acknowledge you for your curiosity and live by the value that we're telling you to. I was like, hmm. I was like, that gave me a very different perspective. So I really like that a lot. Yeah, that's huge. And that, like, especially being a parent makes me wonder. If like, is that the key? Is that like, dude, how, do, how, like, what are we going to do when that question comes up? Uh, we've gone completely off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> it was always going to happen. <laughs> yeah, true. 
True, true, true. So yeah, something to think about. But with that being said, that leaves us with number 10. And mine isn't quite as, uh, <laughs> quite as much of a, a nice sentimental feeling to leave you like Ed did. But mine is to keep yourself busy. I think mm-hmm. being busy is probably one of the most underrated fat loss dieting hacks there is. There, have, Everyone knows those days where you've just had so much to do, you've been rushed off your feet, you go hours on end without eating. Not to say that's healthy per se, but it happens from time to time. And we know the value of staying super occupied and we don't then think about our nutrition or our food quite as much so if you can do the same during the christmas season i think that you're going to have a great time of not overindulging like maybe you are the person who cooks you know maybe you're the person who helps out in the kitchen and even sometimes that seems paradoxical you're like you're around the food but you're more engaged with like putting the food together you're not kind of picking at everything maybe you're the one who entertains the kids you're the one that entertains the household and i think it kind of comes back to what we were saying before like if you know the things that you really enjoy keep yourself busy with doing things and yes you know there might be times in which you want to just kind of be a sloth on the couch right and that's totally fine but i think that just your goal of just being a sloth on the couch or not even really thinking about it and just being kind of passively not doing anything i think that's a recipe to be like oh how can i entertain myself oh another piece of food another piece of food whereas when you are busy when you're actually doing things you're enjoying or they're contributing towards the household i think that that's going to be a great way kind of to deflect your attention from food and put it into an area that's actually probably going to be a value to you and the family as well and your friends probably too oh yeah and there's there's like so much stuff to do over this sort of time of year that it's like it's almost hard to not be busy right like it's almost you can always challenge yourself to like sit on the couch is a harder thing to find time to do so it's like if you can fill that time with like being busy like you said get in the kitchen help make the food prep the food get everything sort of ready to go play with the kids be involved in that kind of stuff or even like take the kids out when somebody else is getting food prepared be out of the house go and do certain things like you'll be amazed at how much easier it is to not overindulge when you're so busy. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I was actually thinking of the key days as well, like the Christmas day and everything. But even in the lead up as well, like go and help that person with decorating, go and do some volunteering or something along those lines. Like you said, there's so many opportunities Mm -hmm. to fill your time in a very productive way that doesn't necessarily to do with anything food or drink related. And I think that it is going to leave you far more fulfilled as well. And it doesn't even need to be anything kind of super meaningful it can just be those things that have been on your to-do list forever you know like maybe this is a time where you're on holiday from work and you just ah, like finally this is the opportunity to get through this to-do list that has been never-ending since the start of the year and i think that just yeah taking advantage of that it might not be super enjoyable at the time but it will be super super rewarding yeah and like ticking those little things around the house changing the light globs that are blown that you put off for months like fixing little cab cabinets and stuff like those little things can fill up a lot of time and get them done. And you're like, all right, I finally take this stuff off. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It takes the stress off your plate for January too. Perfect. So those are our 10. Run us through your five once again, Ed. Oh, hang on. I've got it. So we've got pick your priorities, we said in there. So making sure you've got your time and place to yourself. Gamify your training. Set yourself up with little targets, little challenges to hit over the month. Enjoy the season, like take your time, go out and do the Christmas stuff, like be social in the season. Don't just go and do stuff that somebody else wants you to go and do. 
And the final one, do you remember what it was? Because it's gone from my brain. I'm going to go through my five and I'm going to leave you with going for the 10th. You're going to remember it. So mine was plan a maintenance month or two weeks during the season. Do exercise that's convenient and enjoyable. I had host Christmas, host a Christmas party, or try to make those small changes to the Christmas season. Uh, be smart about the Christmas parties. Just indulge in the ones that you want to, not every single one of them. And then, of course, keep yourself busy. And finally, guys, the last one that we had was just be involved with everything that is. Like, there is so much stuff to do to be out there to go do, be with friends, be with family. You're not there just to eat everything that gets put in front of you. So, being active, find things that you love and just redoing all those sorts of things. Be a kid again. In all honesty, just be a kid again. I love that, dude. And on that note, which out of these 10 is going to be the most important for you to apply during this Christmas season to wrap up? Honestly, for me, it is like, just be that child yet again. Like come back to what the spirit of Christmas is all about. Because that's where like, you will get out, we'll go and do Christmas lights, we'll walk the suburbs looking at things, like that sort of stuff is like, I haven't done it for years and years and years. And now that we've got kids, it's coming back around and I realize how much I love it and how much it makes me enjoy this whole season for what it is. I love that. I love that. Mine is actually one of yours. It's the priority side of things. I think, like I said, we've done some preparation in the lead up, but I think without that, that would have led me to probably working a lot over the Christmas period, maybe setting some goals that didn't need to be set at this time of year. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's been a key one for me. So if anyone's listening and you are thinking about which ones to start with, get your priorities for this Christmas season in place so you know exactly oh. what you're doing and embrace the Christmas spirit. What a way to finish. I love that. It's oh. almost like we planned it. So warming, eh? <laughs> Just what Christmas is about. <laughs> exactly. Ed, I'm sure you're going to be putting out plenty of Christmas tips on your social media accounts. Where is the best mm -hmm. place for people to find you if they want to keep up with that? The best place is on our Instagram at ed underscore collective performance or on my wife's Instagram where she's going to be doing a lot of Christmas baking and stuff for everyone. So get ready for that. And that's Samantha underscore Stoikovich. So just check those two out. Amazing, dude. Well, wishing you... Sam and all of the family an amazing amazing Christmas and to all our listeners today an amazing Christmas too of course you'll hear from me before Christmas but yeah wishing you an amazing one take care everyone and look forward to speaking to you very very soon and that was the Simply Fit podcast I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast from and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.